Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friend, welcome back to the second part of the conversation with Christina Anderson. Last week was amazing. And this week we are finishing out the conversation. We kind of steered it into a different direction, which I absolutely loved. We are primarily talking about masturbation and there is so, so much good. But if you didn't, go ahead and go back and listen to that first episode. Get a feel for who Christina is, where this conversation is coming from, because that is really a foundation to what we're talking about in this week's episode. Um, But once you listen to that, come back here, come join us. It's like having coffee around a campfire with this woman, and it is going to be amazing. And you are going to love it. So welcome my friend, Christina Anderson, back for the second week. Enjoy. I have questions about masturbation before marriage, after marriage, with each other, alone. What does that look like? How do we navigate this with Christ in mind? Okay. Do you want me to start at first or do you want to start by asking me some of those specifics? You just want me to take off for a second? Just go for it. (laughs) Whatever you want to say. So there's been so many questions and it's across an entire array and it really hasn't been discussed on the podcast yet. So I would love just kind of a basic, let's get this conversation started. What are some of the biggest things that you've been asked? Whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, this is, this is usually a number one question. So anyone who's listening, who is just like, yes, they're finally talking about this, or there's some insight on this, know that you are with the majority Yeah, there. It is literally from kids to, um, senior citizens, even, I mean, this is a question asked across the masses. So it's such a normal question. And I absolutely love that you're discussing it. So I'm going to do my best and we're going to know that this is my opinion based off of what I understand scripture to say and based off of how I understand humanity to work. So um, I think it's really important to always define what we mean by masturbation. And I think it's really important to separate it from pornography because a lot of times when we hear people talk about masturbation, it is immediately grouped with porn. You should not masturbate to porn. And I'm like, hold on there what what do you even mean by masturbation so when when we talk about masturbation in its in its purest form if you will I'm gonna say this is my definition of it it is a biological physiological response to stimulation of one's genitalia or other erogenous zones that's what I'm gonna say masturbation is okay so I'm speaking from that perspective are we on the same page with that Amanda is that where you're hoping that's what we're addressing right yep yep (laughs) Um, so when you talk about that in its purest form, the fact that someone can stimulate their body in, in some way, 
and have an a climactic response potentially, maybe not. They may not go as far as to have that. I do not believe that it is a sinful thing to participate in. The reason I'm going to say that I'm talking about these, I'm not, this is so hard to discuss because yes. there's so yeah. many facets. Yeah. Um, so if I start down this trail and I'm like, hold on, let me have <laughs> there's little so disclaimer many. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, <laughs> so I think it's really important that we're able to recognize that in its simplest form, it is simply a biological behavior. Okay. So I can get turned on by watching a movie and my nipples may respond. Have I behaved sinfully? No, I've not. Does that mean I should turn off that movie? Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe it's not inappropriate. Maybe I've just had a sexual response to something that's very appropriate. Our mind in that huge Mm -hmm. differentiation, we've got to remember all these different aspects. So that's one little bitty simple, like, okay, hold on. I have to think deeply about this. Um, So when you talk about masturbation, I think it's also important to differentiate between masturbation and self-exploration. I think that those are two very different things. Um, Masturbation, the intent of arousing oneself is is my quick summary. Self-exploration, the intent of discovering oneself. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that we differentiate between that because when they're lumped in the same lump, there are so many women who will go to a pelvic floor therapist. There are so many women who will go to a gynecologist um, that are told you need to use this form of therapy in order to improve the health of your body. And they feel like it is, um, they feel like it's masturbation when really it is healthcare. Yeah. Um, there are women that are told to get a mirror and look at themselves because they've been married so many years and still have no idea what their genitalia looks like. Mm-hmm. That is self-exploration for a female. It's probably going to require that she touch her labia in order to separate them and see what's inside because we are nestled in ourselves. We're not yeah. as exposed as men are. So to touch herself, to do that again, would be a form of self-exploration completely different than masturbation. Are you trying to stop me a second? Are you? No, no, no. Yeah, you're good to go. Okay. Okay. Um, so I really think that as your listeners hear this, that they really differentiate between those things when you're, because dilators are used in pelvic floor therapy, Mm -hmm. mirrors are used, self-touch is used. Um, those things are, we need to have 100% freedom. Yes to separate that from the word masturbation. Let's just separate it out. Um, Because no matter where you land on the masturbation issue, you need to know that self-exploration or healthcare is a completely separate thing, Mm -hmm. completely separate. And you need to know that Um, your own body is safe. And I think that's the big part with that one. Your body is, is yours and it's been given to you with full access to all the parts. Like God never said, like you can't, touch or look at any specific part of your body. He gave it to you for a reason. And I think when it comes to that self-exploration piece, it's like we get afraid and we separate out the vulva and the vagina and we go like, it's just its own thing. I I don't know how, how we tend to do that mentally, but we kind of just make it like, since I can't see it, I shouldn't deal with it. And it's your body. It is your body. That's just my little (laughs) plug in there. 
but keep going. Yes. Yes. No. So I'm a huge proponent of self-exploration. Let mm-hmm. me just say that. Um, ladies, if you do not know what your bodies look like, please, um, be prayerfully considerate. I mean, prayerfully consider whether or not you will check that out, learn that, grab that mirror, find a way to learn about yourself. It's important. It's important not only to understand sexually how you function, it's important for your health care. Mm-hmm. This is an organ. It is a part of your body. Your genitalia is part of your body and caring for yourself. Um, so I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of stigmas around, um, around that, around the idea of a female learning her own body. And that is all that they are. It is, it is truly necessary in my opinion, for us to live holy and healthy, that we learn to understand our genitalia um, and become comfortable with our genitalia. I'm not saying you got to spend a bunch of time down there. That's not what I'm suggesting, but I am suggesting that we receive this as a portion of our good creation. Mm -hmm. And we make sure that we understand how it functions, what it looks like, what that even means. Okay. So there's a lady on Instagram. I'm going to tell a funny story just a minute because that kind of got heavy for a second. There's a lady on Instagram who is hilarious, hilarious. And she has a lot of stuff on sexual health or sexual stories that she hears along the way. And I've not followed her super long. Um, but I got tickled the other day at this, there was this long feed of women who were talking about this process for them. And some of them were just like, I ain't doing it. It is not happening. I'm not (laughs) figuring it out. Then these other women who are all over the place with it, you know, they are all about it and just listening to the dynamics back and forth between, um, but she was also saying, and there were some women who had typed in their testimony of saying, I did not realize that I had three holes in my body. I thought I only had two. I thought mm-hmm. that I had a place that I peed and I thought I had a place that I pooped. I mean, this is their conversation. Literally, I'm repeating to you what I had typed in the conversation. These are grown women who had been married. Wow. They did not know that there were three places and there were multiples of them. Um, so it's important that we understand these things about our body. We wouldn't dream of not knowing or not teaching our children what their elbow was or their shoulder or their chest or their facial features. We wouldn't dream of it. Um, So we know that that's just, it's shame and there's lies that have been built up around it. That's (laughs) self-exploration. Please dive in. Well, I just have a funny story of my own with it because So I I had discovered myself, I'd done some exploration before I got married and it was, this is probably going to be TMI, but it's a sex podcast. So here we go. My shape is very different than what you typically see on diagrams. And so it took me Mm -hmm. a really, really long time to figure out what the heck was going on down there. I was like, this does not look yes. like other people. And, and I started to feel like, okay, is this normal? Which it is. Everyone is beautiful and normal. You're going to look different than the diagrams yes. because diagrams are just a basics. But I, um, I'm so glad I did that because <laughs> I mean, it took Kyleb a really long time to like truly figure out where my vagina was. <laughs> there are so many times mm-hmm. where like we would start to try to insert. And I was like, nope, nope, wrong hole. Nope, wrong hole. Nope. Other way. <laughs> um, and I think like yes. the first year I was like, just let me do it. Like, just let me do it. Well, I'll just do it because <laughs> you have not figured this thing out. And so it can be a journey for anybody who is feeling like, 
I don't know what I look like, or I don't know what I feel like, or I don't understand myself. No, for me, it took, I mean, it probably took, I would say a year of not like I was looking at myself every day, but like periodically trying to figure out what the heck was happening. Um, it took me like a year to just, you know, slowly walk through all of those things. And then it took another year of my husband trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what I looked like and trying to understand everything. And it's, you know, it's still a process. So if anyone's feeling like I, I don't get it, or this is complicated, have grace and patience with yourself because you are very unique and very beautiful. And God made you the way that he made you for a reason. And it's fun. It should be fun to discover Mm -hmm. that it should be, it should be freeing. Hey friends, one of the things that Christina and I have talked about is how much we just love the aspect of having community when talking about these really, really tough things. There are so many different little nuances and questions that we have that can come up when talking about some deep topics like God and sex and all of the things that Christina and I cover. And I do not want you to be alone. I do not want you to go through this alone. Passion Connected is meant to be a place where you feel connected, supported, loved, cared for, and I want you to have that. So come join me and my group of people over on the Facebook group for Passion Connected. It is an intimate, beautiful, wonderful community where we talk each week, we ask questions, we work through the hard things, and we love on each other through all of this. So if you really feel like you would like some support or help your kids as they journey through this, then that is what my Facebook community is for. So I will have the link for that in the show notes. It is the Passion Connected podcast community, and I cannot wait to welcome you in there and have you join in in this amazing group of people. All right, back to the episode. Yes, yes. So I think it's super important that we've differentiated between those two things, because I think there are going to be many women who really have to wrestle that differentiation in their mind. Mm -hmm. These are not the same thing. This is not even a masturbation question when we're discovering our bodies and how our organs work. I mean, if you, if you touch your elbow, you're not masturbating, you know, (laughs) it's important just because it involves our genitalia does not change the fact that it is self-exploration. So for them to know that is really important. Um, when it comes to masturbation, I think <laughs> I'm going to have you ask some of your specific questions in a minute because I think it will help narrow down the topic. Okay. Um, but I think it's something that we really have to have grace in. I think it's something that we have to have um, an understanding that there is no explicit biblical teaching on this. So we can land in different places and it, it can be okay as long as it does not go against any um, principle that we are taught in scripture, that there's room for differences on this. Mm -hmm. And I think we also need to understand that my sex journey and my sex story is different than yours. And it's different than hers. And it's different than his, and it's different than, than theirs. Um, So it's very easy when we begin to talk about masturbation to just want to condemn it because Mm -hmm. culturally and church culture, um, we only see it ever combined with pornography in conversation. Mm-hmm. And that is dangerous. And those, those two things do not need combined. Pornography does not need consumed. We're not taking that route today. This doesn't need consumed. Masturbation absolutely does not need combined with pornography. Um, and the reason I will say 
that wholeheartedly. You can explain deeply from your counseling background, but the way that our brain functions and the way that um, we become very married to those images, if you will, Mm -hmm. we become very connected to those images over and over. We build connections and our bodies start to build responses that are built around the pornographic images. Or I want to also add the pornographic erotica through fantasy or fiction that we consume. If we masturbate to any of that, we have to realize that we are pairing ourselves, partnering ourselves in a relationship with those images and with those words that is unhealthy. That is outside of the bounds of our scriptural instruction that involves the pornographic portion. And that's where it's clear about that. The pornographic portion is clearly not um, acceptable within our faith, um, whether it be in words or image. Um, Mm. That's how we normally hear about it. But then when you think about things like, well, what about the couple who's having a hard time conceiving a child and they have to go through so many different tests? So you have medical reasons that masturbation may be necessary. Mm. What about the couples who cannot communicate well with, with each other? They are struggled. They have tried. They do not know how else to say it other than trying to show a partner? Um, are you still by touching their self? I need mean, that's typically going to be for females. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can touch myself and show you, it's going to be easier than me trying to explain it to you. Is that even considered masturbation at that point by some people or is it not? Mm-hmm. Um, so things start to get really tricky yes. and really confusing around it. Yes. Um, I will say, One biblical principle Mm. that we have got to always consider when masturbation is in discussion is the idea of our thought and the idea of lusts. What's going on with the rest of my body? Is this causing me to live in a way that is uniting my spiritual beliefs with my thoughts and emotions and my body? Like, do I feel united? Is this making me a stronger person? It's really building me up and making me better and better towards my neighbor. Is that really what's happening here? I think when we start to ask questions like that, it really starts to narrow down our opportunities of even engaging in masturbation, period. Um, So if my question is, is this causing me to grow in my faith, allowing me to still grow in my faith. Um, do I feel like I can engage the Lord here alone and he would be pleased with, with what I'm doing in this space. But then you see Amanda, there's been so much shame written around it anyway, that mm-hmm. there's still confusion. Is the Lord pleased or am I hearing condemnation from all the voices I've heard my whole life? So again, I state this subject gets very, very yes. sticky. <laughs> Yes, it's hard to just be super concise. It's hard to be super concise. Um, But if you go back to the basic definition, it touching one's genitals or erogenous zones for a sexual response or pleasure sinful. I do not believe that the Bible gives us any indication that there are words in there specifically saying to us that that is sinful. I, I just do not believe it's there. Therefore, I will not put an umbrella over all of it saying that it is simple. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. The Lord yeah. himself did not choose to do that in yeah. any way that I can find. So I will not do that. Yeah, for sure. And I, so the few questions that I'm going to ask you before we get into that, I really yep. want to 
just let listeners know. And this is something that I have repeated time and time and time and time again, and I'm going to say it again, anything that is said here, you have to work through it for yourselves. I get so many Mm. questions Mm. where they say, can I do this? Can I not do this? Can I do this? Can I not do this? And (laughs) I I can give you the biblical perspective. Christina can give you the biblical perspective. I can give you the counseling perspective from what I know and relationally Mm -hmm. and psychologically and all of that sort of stuff. But you cannot walk away from this episode and be like, okay, well, I heard this and they said this, and and that's just how I'm going to do it because that's just not how this works. You have to take time to assess your own self because especially when it comes to masturbation, I feel like everyone is going to be different and your heart is going to be in a different spot and you are going to feel good or not good about certain things, or your partner is going to feel good or not good about certain things. And maybe it's something you guys need to work through together, whatever that looks like. So that just that sort of caveat, take it, listen to it, Mm -hmm. but don't just straight away apply anything that you've heard without checking your heart and your soul first. So there's that, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So you, I talked, agree. you talked about, um, like porn and masturbation and how they're separate. And I completely, completely agree. So what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on? All right. So if someone, you know, works through it and says, I'm okay with masturbation, and wherever they're at in their journey, young, old, married, not married, how do they deal with that without porn? Because the culture basically speaks to it that you have to have something. And we think that we have to intake some sort of image or words or mm-hmm. something like that to get ourselves aroused and climax, or it, it has to involve something other than ourselves. So if someone was asking, all right. So no porn, but yes, masturbation. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to think about that. I want to be thoughtful in my answer yeah. to that. And if you don't want to figure answer... out the best way to no, 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 no. I don't mind to answer that at all. Okay. Okay. I want to make sure that I'm very thoughtful. It's just a complex issue. Yeah. Um, now that you've started that, let me start here. I think that when this is considered, they're, if they're asking the question, I don't want to consume porn, that's not acceptable, that is not appropriate, that they are already at a place of somehow wanting to value and treasure their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it appears as though there's a higher value placed on that than just, um, I'm going to follow the cultural norms. Well, they're saying, no, I'm not going to follow the cultural norms. And I'm, I'm going to try to follow the scriptural truths on this. Um I do not think that you have to have imagery in your mind. I, I believe that you can have physical stimulation. I think that's very true for men, very easily true for men. That's a better way to state that. Um, and I think for women, they do. you do not have to have imagery in front of you. You do not have to be fantasizing about some crazy story other than, are we talking about your spouse? If you're married, do not fantasize <laughs> about someone other than your spouse. Um, But even if you're single, you're going to have to really watch your mind. That's a valid question. How do I do this? Um, And I think that takes us back to the beginning of this podcast where we said we are spirit, soul, and body. Mm -hmm. Can I engage my body with my soul? My, when, when I say soul, I mean my thought, my will, and my emotion. 
and keep all of that in line with what I believe to be spiritually true in the faith that I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, that also goes back in to some more of our conversation. Can you lay before the Lord? Can you stand before the Lord with this behavior that you are wanting to interact in and invite him into this place? And ask him to be a part and a portion of this time um, that you are about to potentially engage in. I think that that is a question that needs wrestled. I quite honestly think that there are instances when that can absolutely happen. I do believe that that can happen. Um, I believe that it's going to be make it more difficult. So masturbation is not going to be so accessible. If we truly think deeply about that and we look um, at it being a relationship with not just ourselves, but I, I, me, Christina Anderson, being a Christ follower, need follower need to also be able to engage the Lord in this behavior, invite him into this behavior and see if I can make space for that to where I still feel integrated. This is making me a stronger person. It's not making me a more weak person. It is making me better in my society or towards my neighbor. Um, You have instances, having this conversation with someone who's 15, they do not have the same level of higher thinking capabilities, Mm -hmm. right? As someone who's 35. They, they do not have the same reasoning abilities. Yeah. So my conversations are going to shift with that. I'm going to encourage my 15 year old, you know, I would not encourage you to engage in masturbatory practices on your own right now, because it's really hard for you to separate that from these other sexual desires, images you've seen, stories that you've heard. That's a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it requires some maturity and it requires some, um, surrender before the Lord in order to do that. So in my conversation with a younger teen, especially, I'm really not going to encourage that. If I have a conversation with someone who has had a masturbation addiction, that we're going to have a different mm-hmm. conversation with yeah. that. What has your history been with this? What has that looked like? That needs to be curbed. Um, but In general, if I'm talking to someone who's 40 and who has lost a spouse, they have engaged in sexual activity for a long time. They may understand disciplines. They may have a healthy perspective of what this looks like. Do you see how that conversation is going to be totally different than the one with my Mm 15-year-old? People who do have a high sex drive. Am I saying that they have to masturbate in order to not harm the society around them? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Am I saying they're going to have a different struggle in relationship with another than someone with a low sex drive may have? That's absolutely true. They will have different disciplines they need to walk in than another. There have been some adults who have said, I do this once a week or I masturbate on Friday before I go out with my significant other on the weekend because it makes me less likely to tempt him that this was a female that I'm specifically thinking about <laughs> makes me less likely to tempt him or to fall into temptation myself. She was 35. I have to hear her and I have yeah. to consider you are a faithful follower of Christ. You are not doing this to, to be a selfish consumer it, mm-hmm. in her mind and her reasoning at that time. I need to have the reasonableness and the gentleness to hear her out and to understand why she's doing what she's doing, Amanda. So for her, it was way more of a, this is my physical temptation. 
I know that I can cause problems with others. And it is extremely hard for me to say no. Um, and I can sit before the Lord and do this. And she would say that and have a peace about this and not feel guilty for her. I say, great decision. Great decision. If that's mm-hmm. where you are right now in this season, good for you. Um, so I give that testimony to, to say there are, she did not pursue porn. She did not pursue fantasy stories, uh, um, about other people, period. That's just not what she did with her mind. She practiced learning her body. Mm-hmm. She practiced finding what felt good physically and learning what she enjoyed. Um, and for her, it was almost more like a massage, if you will. It, that it was almost the treat of, um, the same sort of experience for her that a massage would offer her in, in a sense of self care. Um, for some people, that's going to sound absolutely ridiculous. And it's okay if it sounds absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And no one has to participate in that. I'm just trying to give you an example of a yeah. testimony to that of someone who engaged in that, that did not use pornography, that was trying to do it in a way that said, this, this makes me a better person. Um, I do want to say, I, I just found my list right here. And I want to make sure that I read these to you in this conversation before yeah. you ask the next question. Um, we already talked about the lust portion, making sure that we're guarding our eyes and our mind um, from lust is an important scriptural principle that we have to apply here. Mm-hmm. We are allowed to do lots of things in scripture, but it also says that everything that we're allowed to do may not be beneficial for us. Yes. So that's a question that we need to ask ourselves. So the yeah. Lord may not have spoke against this, but is this beneficial for me, which I kind of spoke into earlier, yeah. does this make me stronger? Is this making my society stronger? But to put these together, scripture also tells us that we are not to become a slave to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this has become habitual or an addiction, we are talking about a whole different ball game than self-stimulation for pleasure. That's, it's a whole different. Just like if someone were to have a drink on a Friday night or someone were to become addicted, those are whole different stories, mm-hmm. right? We, we have two completely different situations on our hands. Um those are all principles that I just really feel like we have to remember. And it also says, uh, uh, the other thing that's written down here is, is this behavior going to be something that you're okay sharing with the Lord or with a potential future mate? If you're pursuing, you may not be pursuing a potential future mate and you may not ever be married. Um, but if that is something you desire and moving towards, do you feel like you can wholly share this part of yourself and you be confident in that decision mm-hmm. just to offer that respect towards another. Those are just some things yeah. I think that you can wade through and really ask as you're trying to make that decision personally. Yeah. And I think along with that, I just want to encourage people. It's going to take real honesty <laughs> because mm-hmm. this is, mm-hmm. this is not something because I know even for myself, there are times where I have wanted something to be better than it was sexually, not sexually, Mm -hmm. wherever it was at. I have wanted something to be better than it was. And it took real, really looking at myself and saying, yes, I want that, but is that where it actually is? And, and I think when it comes to this conversation of masturbation, you may want it to be something where you feel good about it. And and that it is Mm -hmm. pleasing to the Lord. And and you feel like it's aligned with yourself and all of that. But just because you want that, ask yourself the hard Mm -hmm. question, is it actually there? And if not, 
-hmm. why, and then deal with those things and don't keep heading down a path that you're not okay with just because you desire that thing. You may have things like needing to deal with past relationships or porn that you have watched or something like that, where it's going to take some time and effort and some work to get those things out of your head and out of your heart and, and confront it with the Lord before you pursue this healthy sexuality. And so don't just, I just want to encourage, don't keep going in something because you want it to be good. You've got to be really honest with yourself or because your friend says that they're fine with it. You definitely cannot take someone else's conviction on in this situation. You are you. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note that you consider, am I masturbating? Because I am trying to deal with a whole different kind of an issue. So if I have an emotional health problem, sexual pleasure is not going to fix it. If I have a lack of discipline in my life and other areas, um, sexual pleasure is not going to just fix it. <laughs> it, it is yeah. not the end all be all. That would be like me coming in to, to my leg that I broke in October and just weeping over my leg. I'm going to be emotional over this physical issue. Well, it's not going to do a dad gum thing to fix my leg. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I need a physical fix for my physical problem. So making sure that you're also not medicating it. I think that's kind of what you're saying, mm-hmm. Amanda, they tie together here. You are not medicating another issue with pleasure. That's mm-hmm. no different than setting down with a sad heart and, and chowing down on a bag of M&Ms. It's not yes. going to fix it. I mean, when you look at the yes. discipline there and the lack of, um, I think that's what you're talking about. And I yeah. agree wholly with them. Yeah. And I've talked about it in a previous episode too, but with that, you've got to figure out what your triggers are. Um, because mm-hmm. everybody has a different trigger. So taking a step to, to think about, okay, why do I want to masturbate? Why do I want to have pleasure? Where is this coming from? Cause sometimes we just go into it like, okay, this is just what I feel, or this is what I desire or what I want or whatever. And we don't stop and think, okay, what was I feeling like 10 minutes before this? Because some people it's lonely, some people it's rejection. Me, I've said this before, mine is stress. If I am stressed, I'm like, I just want to (laughs) relax. All right, Kyla, come on. Like we're going to the bed. I've had a bad day. (laughs) So you have to stop and think about what is it? Yeah. Like you said, um, why am I here? Because you have to deal with that issue first. Cause it's not going to be, that's right. And it's not going to be a healing time for sure. It's going to be a cover-up time. Right. Yeah. You had asked earlier something about um, that for singles or masturbation within marriage. Is that right? How was that question formed? You had mentioned maybe that. So there's been two different questions. Um, And I, I feel like they kind of flow into each other a little bit, but the question was, is masturbation okay while I'm single Mm -hmm. and, and how does that work? And I feel like we've kind of addressed that a little bit, but then does it change? Um, because then people have asked questions about, okay, I'm married now. I was doing this beforehand and I've got to navigate this with my spouse. And I think probably the biggest question has just been, is this something that is okay in marriage? And, how do I integrate it with now I'm having 
sex with my spouse and sex is good and central here? Do I just X name masturbation because I'm married and, and I have my partner, so I should just do it there? Um, or what does that look like? Um, uh, well, I think there has to be a mutual decision on that because that is something that can cause a whole lot of rift in a marriage very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a partner that says to you, no, please don't do that. I, I, I don't feel respected when you do that. Or it comes between you wanting to be with me when you do that. You want me less. Or um, if they're concerned because of a past history that you've had with addiction or pornography, and I mean written or image when I say that, um, you just really need to respect the other. You have chosen to walk with them now in sexual union. Mm-hmm. And that includes your sexuality, just like that includes your mind and your thoughts. That's not as easily visible. They're not going to see you um, stimulating your mind, if you will, with fantasy. But are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Because if so, you're interfering in the sexual union with your partner. Um, So that is definitely a decision that has got to be brought in and made together, in my opinion. I also think that it is something that can happen within marriage. And Amanda, again, this is when it, Yeah, I'm thinking of my friends who have husbands who are deployed for six months to a year. Um, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Do I say, nope, you have zero sexual outlet physically for an entire year. I don't think that it has to be that way. Um, especially with the advances we have in technology, right now. <laughs> they can even have mutual masturbation, you know, like they yeah. can even do that together. Um, so I think that there is a difference too, in someone who has a spouse who maybe can no longer engage in sexual intercourse, or maybe they are at a place where they say, I would like for you to be able to masturbate, but I have been traumatized or I can't engage. I'm not even interested in seeing it right now, but I want you to have this. Like We've got to have room for these differences. Mm-hmm. We have to have room for gentleness and understanding in this area. Um, if you're talking about a healthy marriage where they are having good conversation, great intimacy, words that they are sharing around this entire situation, I think that it may flex for them. I think that there are genuinely going to be times when they're like, I'm good with it. Genuinely be times when they're like, I'm not sure if I'm good with it right now. Not sure how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. about us. And I think we have to flex with it. We have to honor the other. Um, More than anything, I think in marriage, I want to encourage sexual unity and union through whatever decision is made. So I would love to stand and and say, why do you want to not be with your partner? Why would you want Mm -hmm. to masturbate? and not be with your spouse? Why would that be a need um, in your mind? And I think, again, that kind of goes back to a root. And I think there Mm -hmm. are some valid roots that you would say, well, my husband's out of the country. (laughs) This is why I would consider this. Um, Or we are in a health situation. This is why I would consider this. There are some valid reasons why you might do that. But it's really important to me that that you would talk about that Mm -hmm. together and decide what you're okay with. And I also see that very different than mutual masturbation. I think mutual masturbation is different than solo masturbation. So if you have a 
And what we mean by that is if both spouses are present and masturbating at the same time or taking turns in front of one another, that can be an absolute gift. It can be extremely uniting and inviting and a turn on for the other. Um, A lot of couples engage in mutual masturbation where they perform that on one another verbally and have the other follow instructions or where they just do their own thing and they Mm -hmm. enjoy watching the other be pleasured. That is a different situation to me than solo masturbation would be. So that also needs um, some great discussion around it in your marriage. Um, But there are no biblical principles that speak against that either. To me, unless you are choosing to only engage in that and not share your bodies Mm -hmm. with one another, because there are biblical principles that say, Wives, share your bodies with your husbands. Husbands, share your bodies with your wives. Um, But for some people, maybe how it needs to look and maybe how it has to look at certain ages or seasons of their life. And it's okay. It is okay. Yeah. And I want to throw in, um, if you are having difficulty talking about this, if this is a subject where like Mm -hmm. you as a couple are going around in circles or you are struggling, figuring out, yes, no, we have history here. We have this problem here. We have this disagreement biblically. I think this is a very, very difficult. And, and we've mentioned it so many times, just how big this topic of masturbation is. And Mm -hmm. I would just say, if you are struggling with that, this is one of those conversations that I think oftentimes needs to be worked out in counseling, because if, if it, if it is intense, if it is something that, because it's not just, It is not just a question of which lube do you want to use? (laughs) It has so much more wrapped up into it. Um, And so I'd really encourage people, even just one session or even like a Zoom session with a counselor, find a family or marital counselor who can help you have this conversation if it is something that you guys have not been able to work out together, because there's probably more underlying in there for one partner or the other or both. That's an excellent, excellent piece of advice, Amanda. Okay. Wow. We have covered so much. (laughs) I still have so many more (laughs) questions. Um, Is there anything that you just want to say, like anything else that you just feel like is really on your heart that you want to make sure is said before we wrap this episode up? Sorry, I started coughing. I was trying to spare you that. (laughs) Um, I want to say number one, to all the listeners who just heard me talk about masturbation, have grace with me too. <laughs> Trying to fumble through that is just a lot. Of, there's just a lot. It mm-hmm. is very dynamic situation. So um, let's just agree to disagree where we need to and agree where we can and make the most of our, our own sexuality and being honest in those spaces yeah. with one another and before the Lord. Um, I think Amanda, just going back to revisit this idea that every sexual issue is a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. And you have asked um, some questions regarding the Lord's involvement in our sexual relationship, especially starting this and just around shame being one of those things that you asked about. And um, I think it's important that, that everybody listening remembers that they are a body, a soul and a spirit. And as they consider the sexuality, all three aspects of their selves has, they have to be considered in order to truly find complete healing and all around integral healing. Um, 
for their thoughts around this subject, for their actions around this subject, for what they feel around this subject, how they acted out physically and where they land before the Lord on that spiritually. Um, so just encouraging them. You said earlier, this is a process. It is a process. Um, but just the reminder that any direction that you are moving in that is towards truth is healing. Um, and that is a beautiful, beautiful gift in your life and the gift of others, a gift to others that are in your life, especially if you do have a sexual partner, if you're married and sharing this, um, it is a gift to each person involved. So it is worth the work, but I know it is such hard work. So I would encourage everybody to start in the spiritual portion of this, mm -hmm. to just do their best to set before the Lord with it, even though they may feel goofy. And he may feel unapproachable for us to remind ourselves that there was absolutely nothing that kept him from moving towards us. And he knew all of our days marked before us. And there was nothing in that that kept him from moving towards us, which assures us that he is safe to move towards. Um, so I would love to encourage you to genuinely set before the Lord. And I often will just set with my hands open. It's a visual for me, um, wide open because mm -hmm. We want to be able to let the Lord remove the lies that you've heard around sexuality, your life, <clears throat> your whole life. But you also want to be able to receive what he wants to place in your hands instead, because mm -hmm. it is a good, good gift that he really wants you to receive. Um, and he's not going to grab and he's not going to pull and tug from you. He is going to wait on you to set before him um, to release what you can as you can. And receive what you can as you can. And just know the whole time that you are moving towards mm -hmm. wholeness and integrating yourself to feel way more unity and peace around this subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to do it gently. Cause I, I know there are yes. times in my own life where I have <clears throat> known there was a place that I needed to heal and I was there and ready mm -hmm. and to receive from the Lord and work through those things, but I pushed harder than I should have. And what we teach in mm -hmm. counseling is basically, you never want your client to get to a 10. You want them to stay in that like four to eight, mm -hmm. four to eight emotional <clears throat> range, because that is healthy. And so be gentle with yourself as you start working through these things as, and, and I don't, don't think that God pours on a 10 and he doesn't go like, here is your problem is <laughs> not what he does. And yeah. we don't need to do that to ourselves either. We can take this journey and know that there is an entire lifetime to deal with these things and work through these things and be graceful with ourselves. Yes. Yes. So, all right. Oh my gosh. This I is love it. Thank so you. good. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know that we're going to have you back because this conversation was so, so good. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Thanks for your patience with all the crazy life over the past few months. And that's just being able to finally connect on this side. It was definitely worth the wait, worth the yes. work to connect. I'm super glad I got to do it. Thanks for having me. 
Hey friends, I hope you loved that episode as much as I did. It was amazing. Um, Both of those conversations with Christina Anderson were just so life-giving. She is such a blessing. I know that she would love to hear from you. She is over in the Facebook group, so you can get that link down below, but I know that she would love to continue conversation. Both her and I are really serious when it comes to continuing community around this topic because it's not something you should be going through alone. So if you want to connect with her, go ahead and join that Facebook group and reach out to her. Um, I am sure she would love to converse with you about healthy sexuality. She is an amazing godsend of a woman. So I will see you guys here on the podcast next week. So much good to come. And I love you friends.